Welcome to the Ask Dr. Deanna Show. I'm Dr. Deanna Holgren, your host. Join me weekly as I cover various health-related lifestyle medicine topics that you get to request. This show is for anyone who wants to proactively improve their health position. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining in today uh, to listen to the Ask Dr. Deanna show. I'm excited to bring you week four of the Optimal Health series. Uh, today, we're going to be talking a little bit about depression and anxiety, uh, which are part of just the emotional side of things. You know, we've been talking about the physical. We've talked about, you know, compelling reason why, uh, you know, our health uh, is in the state that it's in and why we should make some changes. And this week, we're going to hit on this emotional side of things because it is so important as well. And there's so much that goes into this, even from a physical standpoint, you know, as we are going through life, uh, a lot of times, you know, it's easy to get off balance or out of balance nutritionally. And then suddenly, you know, you're struggling with some anxiety, you're struggling with some depression. So there are some things that we can do that can make a difference there as well. And, you know, to me, healthcare or, or medicine, your health is really a little bit like an onion. There are layers and you have been learning layers of health each week and we've been adding to it. And the goal is to, at the end, kind of have a sustainable lifestyle, a sustainable way that you can live uh, that, that will serve your body and help you to function at the highest levels uh, possible physically, mentally, emotionally, all of it. So let's dive right in. So sometimes people struggle um, with just full-blown depression and sometimes medication is needed. Uh, so always, you know, if, 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 you know, you need to work with a physician, work with a psychiatrist, whatever, uh, for some of these issues, you know, absolutely, you know, want to encourage you, uh, you know, to, to, to basically take their advice. Uh, but for a lot of people, there are just these kind of, uh, you know, little lows, dips that kind of come and go, some depression, some anxiety. You know, there are times in life when we're going to be more anxious than others during stressful situations. There are times in life that we might be more depressed than others. You know, maybe you have no depression and then, you know, you have a significant loss uh, and, you know, you you end up with a little bit of depression as you are grieving that loss, etc. cetera. Uh, but sometimes uh, people also struggle with uh, an element of PMS. And I want to speak to this specifically uh, because I don't think we've covered it before. Uh, but PMS, a lot of times, of course, is hormone related, uh, affects women and uh, is hormone related. And I always tell women, you know, look, if a few days before you start your cycle, you feel like you're, you know, your thinking is off, um, you're a little bit irrational, whatever, you've got PMS. And there are things that can help that too, that can make a difference. Uh, so, so basically, um, let's start with from a nutritional standpoint, okay, because a lot of people uh, will have depression and it is rooted in malnutrition. It is rooted in gut issues. So here we go again, the gut, the gut, the gut. I'm coming back to that. Uh, but basically, um, serotonin, which is our happy, healthy uh, neurotransmitter that modulates mood. Uh, it basically um, is also involved in reward, how you feel, uh, you know, when something is rewarding to you, whether it is a food uh, or, you know, some event or whatever. Uh, it is involved in learning. It's involved in memory. And 90% of it is produced in the gut. So this is the reason 
that when we're talking about anxiety and or depression, we have to talk about the gut. We can't leave it out. Uh, it is in, you know, all neuropsychiatric textbooks have a chapter on the gut and what's happening, especially today, as we see our gut uh, micro- microbiome being somewhat destroyed by harsh chemicals that are in our food supply like glyphosate. Uh, actually, the most recent neuropsychiatric textbook has a whole chapter on gut dysbiosis with the cause being glyphosate uh, and and you know what to do there. So it is important. So when the gut is a mess, okay, uh, because you know you've got inflammation there uh, based on diet, things you're allergic or sensitive to, uh, it causes a lot of uh, inflammation, and then you're not able to absorb key nutrients. Okay, so when we look at the the depression and anxiety, a lot of times it's because we've got some malnutrition going on. So malnutrition is usually it's either that you're not getting it in your diet. Your gut is not absorbing it, okay, because there's a gut issue, uh, or it could be a genetic component as well. But oftentimes, if we can correct those things, it makes a huge difference. So one of the things that that many functional medicine providers will offer is a, a type of micronutrient testing. Micronutrient testing is something that can be done that can tell you what are you deficient in, what is your body lacking, what are you missing. Spectracell is a company that has a good one. We've used that a lot in our practice, uh, as well as uh, Genova NutraVal is another uh, really good one. Uh, both of them are great and can really give you a lot of great information about what is going on inside your body if you need help. Uh, but for a lot of people, it's a B12 deficiency. You know, they're low in B12. And if you look at what are the symptoms of low B12, uh, low energy, you know, fatigue, depression, uh, there are many, many, many other symptoms as well. But that, depression is absolutely one of them. Vitamin D, okay? Sometimes people are low in vitamin D and it could be that they are just, you know, live in an area where they don't get outside. They don't get a lot of sun exposure. Uh, That's how we make vitamin D. Uh, There are certain foods that are fortified with it, but a lot of us don't eat those foods. So um, you either have to get it from the sun or you need to supplement one of the two. And vitamin D has an impact on the dopamine receptor, okay? So when you think about dopamine, another very potent um, neurotransmitter. And vitamin D, if a person is low in vitamin D, they might experience more anxiety, increased anxiety, or even some panic attacks. I've also seen vitamin D heavily implicated um, with ADD. Okay, so I I think about this. I live in Ohio. Uh, A lot of times in the winter months, you know, the teachers think that that a lot of the the kids kind of go crazy inside. They're cooped up inside, whatever. And and you know now they're having some some ADHD type uh, symptomatology, etc. And it's just that they're not getting any sun exposure. If they do get outside, they're all bundled up and only their face is showing. So because of that, their vitamin D levels are low. If you live in Ohio, where I live, chances are most likely your vitamin D level is low in the winter, which just means you need to supplement with that. Um, so that could be a deficiency that's playing a role in this whole anxiety, uh, depression thing. And then inositol is another um, nutrient um, that we've seen that can make a difference uh, there as well. So again, uh, sometimes you're just missing this in your diet. Sometimes you're not absorbing it because of the gut, or sometimes it could be a genetic uh, issue. 
the gut is important. Okay, go back and listen to the segment on on gut health and how critical it is that we pay attention, that we be mindful, not just from the standpoint of the serotonin, but also because our immune system resides there. And because if we are not taking care of our gut, we're going to have other issues from cognitive to autoimmune to, um, you know, the immune system, just various things. Stress is a huge component as well. So when we talk about stress, what happens, you know, people, you know, get into a, a, typically it's a segment of time. It's a season, if you will, a season in life where there's just an increased amount of stress. Maybe it's because of what's going on in the world. Maybe it's because of what's going on in their personal life, maybe at work, you know, who knows what the thing is, but the stress, okay. uh, When, when it's, when you're not mindful of it, what can happen is, you know, your body produces excess cortisol, uh, because of the stress. And eventually this, you're pushing out a lot of cortisol from the adrenal glands. And eventually they, the adrenal glands get kind of tired and, or, you know, there's a bit of resistance to it, whatever. And then eventually the cortisol levels can fall low. Um, and you're going to see a lot of fatigue. You're going to see some depression with that, uh, just really low energy across the board, as well as, immune issues, uh, issues with allergies as well. So it just messes the entire system up. We need to do a podcast. Maybe when we finish this this session, we'll do one just on adrenals and adrenal fatigue uh, as well. I think that would be a, a great topic to cover in the near future. Uh, so so stress, we have to be aware of it. The best way to, you know, to conquer it, it's, it's interesting because I can remember thinking in med school, I would hear this phrase, stress will kill you. And I'm sure you've heard that as well. And I can remember thinking, what do, what could you possibly do about it? Okay, what can you possibly do about the stress? And there are so many things that we can do. You know, it's taken time for me to learn that. I'm typically the person who's on the go. I'm moving forward as quickly as possible from point A to point B. So there's a lot of stress that goes along with that, obviously. And so so basically taking care of yourself, you know, personal care uh, becomes really, really important. Exercise uh, for many is is a way uh, to, to manage the stress. Getting really good, efficient sleep uh, is another way to manage stress. If you're not sleeping well, chances are your body is not healing or repairing itself the way that it should be. And so again, then you get this accumulation of stress so or accumulation of stress on the body, if you will, stress on the adrenals because you're not sleeping and giving the body what it needs. So stress is a critical component that drives this depression and anxiety as well. Um, Hormones, I mentioned that earlier. Um, There is a podcast just specifically on hormones. But basically, if your hormones are out of balance, um, you may be having some issues with depression, with anxiety, uh, you know, with PMS as well. Uh, you know, there's a whole interplay between progesterone, estrogen, testosterone. There are so many more hormones in our bodies. Um, you know, we've got thyroid hormones, we've got adrenal hormones, we've got, you know, hormones um, that, you know, insulin is a hormone as well. So many hormones that all work together. Uh, but when we look at those reproductive hormones, um, the progesterone, the estrogen, the testosterone. Again, if you are out of balance in any of those, that could be contributing 
to some anxiety, to some depression. And there's some great uh, tests that you can do. There are providers out there, functional med providers, who can basically test your hormones and figure out you know, where you are and, and help you to get balanced uh, and see if that's actually the root cause uh, of, of the depression, of the anxiety. Uh, and then finally, you know, we want to talk a little bit about genetics, okay, heredity. Uh, sometimes it's just a hereditary thing um, that that will drive toward depression and anxiety. So one of the things that I see often in my practice, sometimes I'll have somebody come in and, um, you know, they've got this longstanding history, family history of mental health issues. Um, maybe this patient has even been uh, misdiagnosed, I would say, uh, as bipolar at some point in their life. Uh, but they seem to be holding it together somewhat. And um, basically, a lot of times those patients actually have a little genetic defect. It's called MTHFR. MTHFR stands for 5-methyltetrahydrofolate reductase. A uh, long, long word. Definitely you want to just call it MTHFR. This is a methylation defect. Um, this is a, a something that a, somebody is born with. And I would say that many, many years ago, people were born with this particular defect. And it probably didn't uh, play a role in, in poor health as much as it does today. The reason it does today is that particular enzyme is one of the enzymes that is very much responsible for detoxification um, through methylation in our bodies. And so for the person who cannot, who, who, who basically has not, um, you know, been able to, to clear toxins from their system because they maybe have 30% of this enzyme, whereas I have 100%. Um, for that particular person, you know, they are not going to feel well. Okay. They're going to have some depression. They're going to have some anxiety. Part of the reason is that they're toxic. In a sense, if you were to say, well, what, you know, how do I know if, for example, my kid is using drugs or how do I know um, if I've been poisoned? Well, one of the top five symptoms would be behavioral disturbance. The person's just not acting right. Okay. Their behavior is off. And so for a lot of patients, that's actually the problem. And I've seen so many patients who were then diagnosed with this particular genetic uh, issue uh, respond beautifully uh, with uh, basically methylated B12, some glutathione, uh, you know, or NAC to help support their glutathione and just have a dramatic improvement uh, in their overall health, not just their health, but their mood, their behavior, and so many other things. So there's some great information on MTHFR uh, at SpectraCell.com. Uh, SpectraCell is a company, they do testing uh, for that particular gene defect, and it just can make a huge difference. So that's one example of a gene that could be just a little off, okay, that can have a dramatic impact on our emotional, uh, the emotional side of our health, if you will. Um, B12, I mentioned that earlier. If a person is low in B12, yes, of course, they're going to have some depression. Vitamin D, okay, so I mentioned just not getting enough in, in, you know, from exposure. But for some people, they actually have what's called a VDR, um, vitamin D receptor genetic defect. And for those people, they're going to be continuously low in vitamin D. They're always going to be low. And, you know, not only are they going to see the, the, 
the potential for more anxiety, maybe some of the ADHD type stuff. Uh, but in addition, there's also some link because of the dopamine receptor, there's a link there with addiction medicine as well. So, you know, again, correcting that vitamin D deficiency becomes critical, uh, makes a huge difference. There are several other genes as well. Uh, besides the MTHFR, there's one called COMT, um, which again ha- plays in with methylation. Um, so many genes that are involved um, that can play a role. And again, if you said, well, how do I even know this? There are some, there are ways that you can figure out, you know, what, what's going on genetically, work with a functional provider. They typically know kind of, you know, inexpensive uh, ways to be able to get testing done uh, that will, that will make a difference. So one of the reasons that I bring this up, okay, the whole emotional side is of course, because, you know, we are, you know, we're emotional, spiritual beings, okay? And um, one of the things that happens is when people are struggling with anxiety, they're struggling with depression, uh, they're struggling with some of these other things that we see that kind of push us toward that mental health side of health, um, it can have such a negative impact on the mind. And, you know, that is such an important uh, component to me uh, as I think about how does a person, you know, function at their best and just be able to, you know, live vibrantly? Well, a lot of that has to do with what is going on between their two ears, what's going on in their mind. And I think that when when a person has a lower mood, they're feeling depressed or anxious, uh, et cetera, they, they are basically more susceptible uh, to believing the lies that happen inside their head, the things that you hear um, that that are maybe percolating up there or whatever, that just simply aren't true. You know, how many times have you had somebody who, you know, maybe looked at you the wrong way or, you know, something like that, and you basically thought that this person was maybe even mad at you, okay? And then you've got this whole thing going on in, in your head or whatever, and it's not true. They weren't at all. You know, they were maybe picking their teeth or who knows what it was. It wasn't what you thought at all. And I think that, you know, when we are looking at um, emotional health, um, mental health, et cetera, that becomes so important that we are, in a sense, minding our mind. You know, a very, very wise woman once told me, mind your mind because what you think about, you bring about. And I have found it to be so, so true because, you know, if you think about, you know, somebody's mad at me or they're this or that or whatever, again, you know, a lot of times as we fixate on things and we focus on things, that actually does become the reality. You know, if you, there was once a study and it was basically a, a study in a school and they took the lower level of um, students and put them in a class and basically told them that they were the smartest kids in the school, that they were the smartest in the entire class. And they just kept telling them that they were the smartest and they, they were teaching them and giving them material, et cetera. And these kids who were actually the lowest level IQ of the class ended up outperforming because of what was being fed to their mind. So it becomes so, so important. And I always say, you know, one of the best tools in, to me uh, to help in this area is to constantly focus or think about things that are great things that are awesome, things that are wonderful uh, in the world, things that bring you joy, um, that you know are good, solid, you know, things that that make a difference um, in terms of how you feel. Um, think about those things because then when something negative uh, kind of slips in there, you know, you are aware of it. You're aware of it. You can basically, you know, take that thought captive, if you will, and decide not to believe that because it just doesn't serve you. 
making sure that we are in a good emotional state, um, that we're not struggling with anxiety, that we're not struggling with depression that we're not struggling with PMS can make all the difference in the world. Uh, Because again, we are definitely more susceptible to, you know, believing lies and things like that when we're in those states. So I hope this has been helpful. Um, Listen, if you have enjoyed learning in this series, uh, the Optimal Health series, um, you may be interested in uh, picking up a copy of Dr. Deanna's Healing Handbook, uh, which is available at DeannaHoldren.com. It's got more detailed information. It's got all the science, all the research, all of the footnotes, if you will, uh, for everything that we discuss um, on uh, the podcast. And uh, it's basically a handbook, a handbook for health, uh, a handbook that basically helps you to get clean uh, on the inside and helps you stay clean. It's all about preventative health and it gives you the why behind it. So I want to encourage you to do that and just um, thank you so much for joining in on this series. Next week, we are going to wrap this series up and we're going to talk about sustainability and how to uh, live this whole lifestyle that we've been talking about that's going to help you to have vibrant health and and reach your health goals and how to basically turn that into a sustainable lifestyle. So thanks so much for joining and have a great day. I hope you enjoyed that episode. For more information, visit me at DeannaHoldren.com. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dr. Deanna Holdren. I really want to hear from you, so message me. I love taking your messages and creating topics from them. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share my show with those who have an interest in health and wellness. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week.